Making supply chain investments such as factory capacity and inventory from historical performance rather than from an understanding of future trends can spell disaster. A Gartner survey found that 70% of respondents don't look beyond three years when developing a vision for their digital supply chain roadmaps. And who can blame them when uncertainty and unpredictability are the norm? Just how do you plan for a cloudy future where even which technologies will emerge as critical to an organization's business is unclear? To talk to us on the topic of modernizing the digital supply chain end-to-end, joining us today is Mr. Alessandro Piscini, founder and co-CEO for CREA. Alessandro, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you very much for having me here, Alan. I'm very excited to talk to you about you know exciting topic in the supply chain. Maybe to help set the stage for us before we go into the formal part of this, perhaps you could very briefly tell us what CREA is about, because it's a fairly new organization, right? Correct. We've been around now for uh, a bit more than three years. We actually focus in uh, helping brands to reach consumer in in Southeast Asia, mostly through uh, digital commerce. So we really enable them end-to-end to to enter in this amazing market uh, through digital media and also through building strong presence on digital channels like uh, marketplaces. So, of course, in the region, Lazada, for example, Tokopedia in Indonesia are very relevant. And I think, you know, we really help them to make this connection with the consumer. Uh, by supplying them a solution that, as I say, is end-to-end, so from supply chain to technology to marketing. So I think that's a big trend that we see. And of course, you know, the events of the last couple of years have accelerated that significantly. Okay, let's draw from your own experience, uh, helping, as you say, brands reach the markets that they want to intend to target. Anyway, this is 2022. Could you tell us how has the supply chain ecosystem changed from 2020 onwards to where we are today? What does it look like? What has changed as far as the supply chain ecosystem is concerned? So I think, you know, the, the big theme of 2020, 21 and 22 has been clearly the, the pandemic. And, you know, the pandemic has dramatically changed the way the consumer uh, approach the market and the way the consumer consume the product. I think this change has been across every step of a consumer lifestyle, uh, from purchasing goods to buying food and, you know, to also traveling, you know, has created the significant changes. When, when it comes to the space where, of course, I'm more familiar, you know, having a, you know, passed in a digital platform like Zara and then now uh, at CREA, it's clear that the pandemic has created a significant acceleration in the digitalization process of you know the brands and the company and forced you know, everyone to think about creating strong digital channel to reach the consumer and in a way has forced the brand to move much faster and quicker on digital commerce. And I think you know this big change in the last couple of years, the brand that have started the process earlier on, or they were already in the journey, even if it was a slow journey these are the brands that kind of you know have taken advantage faster better shape than brands that have been kind of caught off guards and, and i think you know that is not only the brand side but it's of course also on the retailer side and the distributor so retailers and distributor which had already started the digitalization journey and the ability to sell consumer through digital commerce have really captured the significant share of the market uh, while others have been a bit slower in doing so so I, I think you know i'm based in thailand and you know some of the you know 
know, the brands here for which we have been working to, they were already part of this, this journey. And I think, you know, we have been supporting them to access faster, you know, the omnichannel capabilities that they needed to be able to list their products across, you know, a multitude of different platforms like Lazada, Shopee, but also, you know, the social commerce and also the new channels they are coming in. For example, TikTok, which, you know, recently is really launching and opening uh, a solution. I think, you know, the, the other part, which is really increased the complexity during the last two years has been really how, from operation point of view, are, are we able to manage the change in the supply chain? I think the result has been at the very beginning of the pandemic, scarcity of goods in a way, labor shortages, and a lot of complexity in maintaining functioning, you know, the supply chain. I think, you know, there has been a, a lot of uh, reaction on, you know, how can we work in situations where there is a lot of human contact, you know, also our partner has been enhancing, you know, the, the protection and, the, and you know, the, the need of, you know, more secure form of working also on that side. But but I think, you know, the other part has been how do we build redundancy? So I think, you know, with some of the solutions that we have developed uh, at Crea for, for the brands, we're also able to produce redundancy on some of the supply chain. Uh, we focus mostly on the end consumer supply chain. So like, how do we deliver the goods to the end consumer? And I think, you know, the ability to use omni-channel capabilities and the ability to coordinate multiple warehouse and multiple delivery partner has really enabled our clients to successfully have this uh, differentiation of channel and, you know, create redundancy in, in, in the processes. I think, you know, the, the other component that from a CIO perspective has been quite relevant has been how can you scale in a much faster way your operation based on the technology that you have today. And, you know, a lot of the player in particular in Southeast Asia, they really moved from unsophisticated solution for digital commerce and for e-commerce. So they moved from, you know, having maybe some sort of integration with their ERPs or sometimes, you know, to feed ERPs with data in a manual way and that to, you know, cope with the significant scaling of transaction and, and operation. So they basically their business for some of the player moved from being completely offline to being completely online overnight with, you know, volume growing, you know, hundreds of times to you know, to cope, you know, with the demand and they had to overnight to find solution on how to integrate the different channels online into their existing ERP. And I think, you know, that's one of the work that we have done, for example, for a very big fashion conglomerate in the region, where we actually help them to bridge this gap between their existing systems, you know, their existing ERPs, their existing supply chain to the supply chain of the marketplaces that operate in Malaysia and in Singapore, for example. And this was done in a very short time frame, allowing them, you know, to basically take advantage of digital channel while, you know, the shops, unfortunately, offline were closed for, you know, the reason that we all know. Can I ask you something? I mean, so if we look at Crea as a business, um, uh, how would you describe what you do on behalf of the CIOs or the IT departments of these clients that you have, the, these brands that are either already in the market or, or trying to expand their business, their footprint into the markets? From an IT perspective, we offer end-to-end -end integration solution. So we are able to integrate the marketplaces into their ERP systems. So like, you know, we are able to make sure that, you know, all the transactions are automated into their ERPs so that all the process of stock management, accounting, pricing, it's, it's actually, you know, taken and automated by this process. And 
at the same time, you know, we provide additional layer to help them to manage the complexity of operating on the marketplaces. So for example, we have product information systems where, you know, they can manage the content. So meaning the picture, the video, the product description, and they can easily syndicate this content, you know, for the products across different platforms, allowing them to be present at the same times with simplicity across a multitude of platforms. And then I think, you know, the other mo most important topic is that we allow them to easily integrate in the WMS of either our warehousing partner. So really like able to manage, you know, the, the stock and the complexity of the fulfillment or, you know, to integrate in their WMS so that, you know, the goods can be easily managed across the full flow from order to deliver. So the fact that we are the brain for any digital commerce need from a technology perspective to allow brands to be integrated into the ecosystem. And our solution, it can be fully tech technological. So I like mean that we provide only the technology or it can also include services so that we can complement the technology integration with services like content creation, marketing, you know, logistics, delivery and so on. What would you say are the three big challenges that CIOs currently face in their quest to, you know, support the business in terms of its expansion and also remain operationally resilient? One of the key topics, it's clearly that uh, these channels are evolving very fast. So when you look at a channel like Lazada, Shopee or Facebook or even TikTok, uh, you have a evolution of the technology and the evolution of the integration needed to manage the complexity uh, happening at a much faster pace than I would say a traditional corporate or brand would be expected in, in that particular area because I think the market is developing very fast. Uh, so I think, you know, CIO, they need to have a partner that is able to provide this integration and to solve this complexity for them in a kind of a manner that is scalable, but is also quite precise that doesn't, you know, allow for mistakes because at the end of the day, they are operating the store in a direct-to-consumer way. So they are de facto facing the clients when they interact with this platform. Uh, mm -hmm. I think, you know, the second one, it's clearly the complexity that you have because the CIO is meant to manage a complexity that is given by the fact that there is multiple platforms to manage. So it's kind of, you know, you need to have a, the so-called omni-channel approach and that type of approach increase complexity. And, you know, if it's not done in a proper way, increase cost to manage this channel. Channels. So cost from, you know, logistic perspective, inventory perspective, you know, content syndication perspective. So I think that's really one of the big, the big complexity. And I think, you know, the third one is potentially really related to the speed of some of the transaction volume and the fact that not all the system, they talk to each other in a, in an easy way and, you know, creates discrepancy. And, you know, we've seen that in particular, when you work on an omni-channel solution is really like, how do I make sure that my consumer can follow my omni-channel journey and all the touch points are taken care of. So I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we see now on brands that they have developed quite significantly their presence online is how do I now bring a, a online to offline experience and vice versa and mm. how I build that for my consumers and customers. So I think that's one of the big challenges that, that we see CIO in the region are, are evolving because stores have been empty and online was growing very fast. Now I think they have an opposite solution where online is probably slowing a little bit in the first quarter because now the store are opening again. But at the same time, is that how do I engage the consumer that I have acquired online to continue to spend on my brand online and also offline? So I think the O2O journey is a very important topic for CIO in, in the time to come.
If I could ask you, some are projecting that we should be coming out of the uh, pandemic fairly soon. (laughs) It depends on what that word soon is. But (laughs) when we do get back to some sort of normalcy that uh, when uh, whatever that normalcy looks like, do you anticipate that businesses will go back to the old ways of doing business, at least in the retail side? What do you anticipate they will be doing given all the enhancements they've done, all the channels that they've opened up to? What does the future look like within the at least the, the retail space that you are in? I, I think you know the approach to channel has been changing a bit during the pandemic and consumers have looked at different ways to shop. And I think you know they get kind of uh, used to shop in a new way, which is kind of more uh, driven by uh, digital media consumption and of course e-commerce. I think you know we will not see consumers go back probably 100% as before in shopping offline. We would see a more and more uh, hybrid consumer. So being you know willing to shop more frequently or Line, but at the same time, they will not forget to shop offline. I think a lot of the a lot of the consumers have also discovered maybe for the first time the convenience of shopping online. Uh, so that we hope that maybe in the near future the convenience will be mostly driven by the easiness of purchasing and less by the better price or every discount, which consumers are also quite used in Southeast Asia. I expect this to be a mix. In certain category, maybe will be stickier shopping online because the convenience is much higher. I'm talking about maybe some FMCG category like diapers or bulky items where getting delivered is so much more convenient for a consumer. I think in, in other category, we will see an O2O engagement uh, growing. So where maybe the, the purchase decision is made offline, but more and more it's purchased online. I think, you know, as a, as a player in the retail space, we will need to be able to offer an hybrid solution for, for customers and following them in every step of the journey if you want to build value with them. Coming to the end of our interview here, I wanted to ask you, given the recommendations that you have for leadership to be open to the idea that we'll have a hybrid model for engaging with customers in the future, what do you recommend leadership, business leaders, operations, the CIO, what should they be thinking about when they're trying to figure out uh, what is going to be my model for the future in terms of my supply chain? And how do I make sure that I maximize the value that organizations like Korea can give to my business? So I think, you know, as you said, the, the step number one, which is very important, is to have a very open mind approach to the supply chain and a very open mind approach to new challenges that are coming. I think, you know, the second step is to build a solution that allows to capture the opportunity as they come and, you know, to capture opportunity across multiple channels. So I think, you know, the organization that started this journey three years ago, they've clearly captured uh, the opportunity and, you know, they've been more successful during the pandemic. So it's it's really about you know having the flexibility to be able to serve the new channel in a very effective way and fast. Uh, and I think you know the, how can they work with us? I think a company like us, it's it's really like you know we can help them to obtain the omnichannel and to scale in this new you know digital commerce space, Lazada, Shopee, and, and other channel coming in in a much faster and uh, I would say effective way. And I, I think you know in helping them in closing this journey in a much faster way that you know if they do it. In, you know, in-house, it would probably take a much longer uh, time frame. 
is there room for everybody in the marketplace? I mean, you've got, as you say, you've got your Lazadas, the big boys already in the market, fully entrenched, fully connected with their customers. And then you've got the ones that are still trying to figure out, does it make sense as a retailer for me to go into this marketplace? And how do I, sur- or how do I survive as a traditional retailer in this e-commerce native model that we are in right now? So I think, you know, in, in the e-commerce space, in my opinion, in the digital space, there is room for many players. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you look at how the, you know, the market is evolving, uh, we first had traditional marketplaces like Lazada and, and Shopee, but we also seen that the technology now to access e-commerce or e-commerce solution is also getting a lot more approachable by companies. So today to set up uh, an e-commerce experience using Shopify or other solution, it's way more approachable than it was 10 years ago. So I think, you know, a retailer or even, you know, small brick and mortar, I think they have an opportunity to build a presence online. And I think, you know, now that the cost is feasible, it's more about, you know, building the right capabilities to make it happen. So I, I always believe that having an omni-channel approach also as a retailer, so to have the opportunity to be on Lazada and Shopee and take advantage of the consumer to build your own front store online, will probably at the end of the day bring benefit to your overall business. So I'm, I'm a big believer that e-commerce is kind of you know giving opportunity to everyone to to access to this space very well said alexandra thank you very much for joining us on podcast for future cio thank you very much for having me that was alexandro piscini founder and co-ceo for crea on the topic of modernizing the digital supply chain end-to-end you are listening in the podcast for future cio as always if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel simply email us at editors at society.com we'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of podcasts for future cio in the meantime stay safe have a great day and see you on the next episode of podcasts for future cio bye for now mm-hmm.